0: So what exactly happens now? The fallout from Meghan and Harry's interview continues to unfold, and poor old Charles. It seems that the whole world has already concluded that he must be the man who speculated about the colour of Archie's skin. Poor guy. Thank you, Oprah, for ruling out the Queen and Philip. That helped narrow it right down to one guilty party and three innocent bystanders. Brilliant! Buckingham Palace has launched a formal investigation into claims that Meghan may have thrown a silk slipper at a footman, (laughs) but calls for an investigation into Prince Andrew's antics have been denied. Yes, the possibility of pedophilia isn't likely to bring down the English monarchy, but one angry American divorcee and her stealthily planned attack on her in-laws has certainly been enough to reignite rumblings of republicanism Hello, Laura. Hello. Is Megan a hero or a villain?
1: She's absolutely a villain. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it.
0: Why Why am I not surprised you're saying that? Aren't you just one of those pompous British types who become uptight when anyone steps beyond their station?
1: No, not at all. Me, I I was not a Megan fan right from the start. So all of this new stuff is exactly what I knew about her at the start.
0: Oh come on, is that fair right from the start? What made you have a hunch about Megan being a little bit villainess? instinct?
1: That, that's <laughs> when that came on board. It was absolutely an instinct from the moment it was done.
0: Laura, Laura, isn't this the same great British instinct that was instinctively wondering what colour Archie's skin might be?
1: <laughs> no, that was just a really silly question. <laughs> <laughs> but no, absolute no. Megan from day one, look, she's an actress. She wants to be number one. That's, that's inbuilt in an actress and who you are and wanting to be number one. And that sort of fell around her because she couldn't be number one because Kate is number one. And she is a powerful woman and she's an independent woman, which does not fall within the royal family.
0: No, it's the polar opposite of everything the monarchy stands for. Let's think about it. Tradition, conformity, subtlety, Absolutely. collectivism over individualism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that's where it went wrong. It, it went wrong the second that Harry started to date Megan.
0: When I watched this interview, I swear that I saw spite and I saw vengeance. Yep. That's what I saw. I saw truth as well. Please don't get me wrong. This was not someone who was telling fibs. I'm a really good lie detector. There were a few things there where I detected fibs. For example, I didn't know who Harry was or, you know, words to that effect. Things like that. Fib. Fib, fib, but genuinely she was telling her truth, as Oprah calls it, her truth, which I hate that expression. But why why would she marry into something like this where she must have known that this was conservatism, oh, it was tradition? I,
1: that that's the bit where I was yelling at the TV screen when she was sort of saying, you know, she didn't research coming into the royal family she didn't know what she'd and and I was thinking about this there's only a couple of years age between us and I was thinking I remember vividly the whole Diana story Mm -hmm. you know you weren't too young to not know how that looked she's American Diana was idolized you're not telling me that during all of those years and in the build-up she didn't know that story
0: the fascinating part about that is the half-sister since the interview has come out and said that Meghan was obsessed with exactly Diana's Exactly,
1: who? Which American? You show me an American who was not obsessed with Diana at that time.
0: And what about this idea that when she came into it that they didn't show her how to do the basics, curtsying all the, the royal uh, protocols? Should they have done that or do you think it was a bit of a case of harden up, love?
1: Absolutely I think it was. I, you know she who is she actually going to be within the royal family? She's not going to be the queen. That's going to be Kate. Kate and William are the are the two that need to be shown everything as far as Megan's concerned. it's just a case of you know you' with Harry and, and you need to move on from that and you learn as you go. It's a, it's a new job we all have to learn.
0: You love Kate, obviously, Laura. You, you're a bit of a Kate fan by the looks of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. How could you not be? She's just too perfect to, for everything that she, she, does, made everything she cry. stands for. She made Megan
0: cry. She made Megan cry.
1: Yes, but we all make people cry. And I, can, one of my comments has to be, can you imagine what the bridezilla would have been with Megan? I think anything <laughs> would have made her cry at any point on the run up to that.
0: well i find it i've said this in the last podcast that i did with lee that even by her own account she was crying because she didn't get her way even by her own version of events
1: absolutely and and again this is what i say about her having to be you know on top number one and exactly the way that she wants everything and you know everything that she stands for again she she says that, and that's who she is. But yet, then she wants us to believe. On the other hand, that you know, there isn't anything for her. It, there's two very different and contrasting stories. I mean, the biggest thing now is, you know, where was her family in all of this? Where were they as as that whole journey was progressing? I mean, one of the hilarious things that I actually read today was that her mom, Doria, was actually she's a social worker, a, a mental health social worker for numerous years. Oh, wow. So, you know, why would you not reach out to your mom as that independent female who's got obviously a very good bond still with her mom? It's not the same as with her dad. Why wouldn't you reach out no, to that person and but say, here's I'm the thing- struggling
0: I think you're driving right at the point though. You say that she seems to have a good relationship with her mum but not good enough to reach out when she needed help by all all accounts. Megan has this amazing pattern and I'm not criticising it. However, what I'm concerned about is that she's translating this pattern to Harry. uh, She's cutting herself and isolating herself not only from anyone but anything that she cannot control. Mm -hmm. And it's all about control with Megan, all about control.
1: Yeah, everything is and, you know, the interview, you know, that was so controlled. You could see that everything was sort of pre-done, pre-talked about. There weren't any answers most of the time for the main interview. It was left gray. As we said, you know, there were these comments that just opened doors, but you never got any answers to
0: I admire the fact that she she has a belief system inbuilt in, in her that is so admirable, but it comes at a cost. It comes at the exclusion of anyone who doesn't invest in it. Megan seems, quite frankly, of someone of her generation that feels like their right to be offended overrides everything else. And she has been offended by the monarchy. It was in her face. She couldn't – you talk about that control – That you saw in the interview, and I saw it too, but she doesn't have quite the level of maturity yet, even though she's extremely smart, to contain herself. There were moments in there where she gave herself away, where she couldn't contain herself. She was trying very hard, but I don't know if you noticed those few moments when when Harry was talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah tapping him on the leg oh yeah yeah that's sort of that oh that reminds me of but then she'd go back into default oh i'm i'm in front of the camera
1: absolutely but she let herself show her a few times moments. And, it, and again it made me smile it, you know and what was strange for me is i actually watched it, and it was more of a comedy sketch in part mm-hmm. that's how i was feeling because some of the things that the look that she kept giving harry was like a look that you give your children <laughs> <laughs> and just that sort of look when she was talking about things, you should look over and the camera would pan in and do you know the, the whole loving eyes I wasn't seeing that I was seeing like these eyes of you know that sort of again that control and like that mothering like make sure you say this or don't do that what's
0: right what now. you say yeah and
1: those looks when you're at a family function and you have to glare at your children from across the room but the thing with Harry was he did the interview with James Corden obviously the week before that came out and just to see the contrast between that interview and the, the Megan and the Oprah interview, the contrasts are just ridiculous.
0: You like to see people very happy, right? And so you said that Harry in the Oprah interview presented as, you know, almost suicidal, yet he has that capacity to be so fun-loving, doesn't he?
1: Yes, completely different. And that was the thing, you know, he's talking about, you know, how that you know how much of a struggle, and, and I'm not taking any of that away. I have no doubt that their lives and, and the disconnect between Harry and his father's been there since probably way before um, the death of Diana yes. and his mom and... All of that side of thing, you know, there's huge trauma and horrible history there, um, and, and that disconnect is is bound to be there. But just to see Harry in that interview with James Corden, which was just so fun-loving, they touched on points and how things were, but he still has that side to him. And then it was very sad to then for me to then watch him in that interview to have like all of that sucked out of him and it's so unnatural because actually every time that you you know you see harry and who he was as a young child and as a teenager getting into trouble with the press doing all of the things outside of the rules mind again harry was quite a rebel he didn't want to you know conform to any of the royal rules when he was a young a young man and yeah. growing up but you know that was the thing to see the two differences for me that was the biggest upset
0: you know, Laura, it reminds me of one of my favourite stories that um, uh, came from his time when he was a little boy with Diana and it was told by, I think, uh, like a server in a hard rock cafe in the United States. And he said he went to serve Diana, Harry and William at the table and uh, Harry looked up with his cheeky grin and said something like, you have to be very nice to us because we're special. And Diana leaned over and said, you're going to get a very special smack in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's
1: exactly it. And, you know, that outbreak, and that whole thing with Diana, they can say that, you know, like you say, he's trapped and he didn't know he was trapped. He saw how trapped they were. He saw how trapped his mother were all his life. He, he saw that.
0: It would be fascinating for a counsellor to really, really dig into it because I only think we're looking at the superficial, symptomatic stuff. This is all true and real, what's happened between the falling out with his father and his brother and all of this. But it was always, for me, bound to happen. As you said, the seeds were sown well before Megan came on the scene, but she was the perfect fuel for the fire. For example, as a little boy, having to make sense of his mother's death, Surely he had to reach the conclusion that it wasn't as simple as the paparazzi killed his mother, but the lack of protection from his own family and institution, which was a mega contributing factor.
1: Oh, Absolutely. And, you know, what What sort of rebellious person doesn't choose the complete opposite that your family want to bring home to dinner? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. exactly what he did. He went, how far can I push this? I'll bring a person of colour, a divorcee and an American. let's pick every single box we can
0: but given all of that do you think it was fair for someone in the royal family someone in inverted commas just to comment on i wonder what your children have looked like (laughs) because in all honesty i said this in the last podcast depending on the context that could be perfectly reasonable or perfectly racist depending on the context
1: it can, but look, there's no getting away from anybody talking uh, about colour. It's, it's a racist comment. We, we're not going to move away from that at all. But uh, it was actually uh, Thomas, uh, Megan's dad, who actually did an interview in the UK today, who actually said, is it not just a dumb question rather than a racist comment? Yeah. And that was his comments, you know, completely. You know, And I sort of said the same thing that, when when I was having my children, you know, people would ask me, is he gonna be is he gonna be a redhead? Because, you know, my family have red hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Stupid comment. Yes, absolutely. Stupid comment, They're but pretty much it. typical very different.
0: Yeah, typical in a family, I think.
1: Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show joined him and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners.
0: Let me read you the statement that was released uh, by the uh, Palace today. The whole family is saddened to learn of the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race. They had to mention race in this statement. The PR people would have said, you must. You have to, Your Majesty. You have to. Are concerning. While some recollections may vary... (laughs) I will never, I will never get over the comedy of that line because whoever wrote it is a pure PR genius. While some recollections may vary, it's a bit like what do they say? If symptoms persist, please see a doctor, <laughs> or may may not work as advertised, or something like that. While some recollections,
1: this is your, ours. it's just
0: beautiful. I love language. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family. Privately, Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Dignified?
1: Oh, isn't it just the best written piece ever?
0: Yes. Short, sweet. I
1: absolutely love it. Just the whole piece of basically saying, you may think that, but we don't. (laughs) just the best piece in the middle, just to you know, just add that in there, that literally that that's what your takeaway comment is. It's excellent.
0: <laughs> Translated into English-speak, bollocks. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, carry on, but we're going to do this behind closed, as we always have done, as we're the Role family, and that's how we deal with things. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm going to ask you this. Could this give birth to a renewed Republican movement?
1: Oh, look, there's been so much conversation I've heard on so much things over here in Australia about that, wanting to move away from the Commonwealth, the British side. Of- in the
0: of I'm talking about in, in Britain, not just Australia. No, but
1: that's what I'm saying. In Britain, I think it's so different. Um, mm. Give it another, I, th- I think probably another 15, 20 years and I think this conversation would be completely relevant because I think there'll be a whole shift in the generations. Yeah. But certainly I think we're still at a midpoint over there from people of my generation where the royal family is still such an iconic... It is an iconic institution.
0: Yeah, but what you're, you're suggesting there is that the the, the honour of the institution is something that the generation inherits from the previous one and in this case... It doesn't look like it's something the baton's gonna be passed. I thought it would be. At that point, there was there was about a three to five year period there where Kate, William, Harry, they were it. They were taking oh. on mental health. And can you Victus imagine games.
1: those four together as a power play?
0: Oh, imagine. Um, I mean they were
1: I mean, again, I take nothing away from them. They phenomenal, phenomenal press. Mm. Everything about them
0: captured absolutely. our imaginations, right?
1: Absolutely, and the press around them at that time. I mean, they said that the press had been at them from day one. Totally disagree with that. I think that's oh, absolutely rubbish because the press went wild originally when Megan first came out. It they couldn't, and including nice up to the marriage, to the press.
0: yes, um, 100%. They, like you
1: said, the four of them, this big power play. It was how you know the next again, the next generations of the monarchy, you know, this is what it is, it's it's diverse, it's all of this wonderful stuff. It wasn't until sort of like you say, a few months after the wedding that things really started to slide.
0: And it was just on such a – it had such um, hope, not only in those four, but Charles, if you believe the plan that he's going to do, he's not going to get a long tilt at this, if at all. And his plan was to really do, um, I suppose, the socially-minded thing. He was going to par it right back, um, much in in some of the Scandinavian royal families that have survived, have done the same thing, humanise it a little bit more, and then he would have handed it over to those four, essentially, with William as as king and Kate as queen Queen and i think we really would have had something there but
1: yep. you know kate and william and the four of them were going to be this amazing thing but megan realized that it was going to be the four of them and kate was going to be on top so again it's like it's like the play of sabotage
0: <laughs> she didn't want to play second fiddle we're not
1: going to play that so instead what we'll do is we'll just bring everything down and see if we can topple the tower completely
0: i slightly agree i don't think it was about wanting to be on top but I think being the most powerful and influential in the group and as soon as um as soon as during her own wedding Kate had the audacity to say I think the children should wear stockings then that's when it was like oh I see so what I have to say isn't always going to win out fine I'm going to cry and I'm going to do what I've done through a lifetime quite frankly I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to leave and I will not talk to you again she is pretty good at sticking to her word too, Megan, when she's cut someone off. It's pretty permanent.
1: Yes, exactly, as we've seen with all her family ties. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's it's all very fascinating and very sad as well, I have to say, Laura. But look, we'll stay on top of it. We're going to keep talking about it because it sounds like you're as interested in watching oh, the spectacle as I am.
1: Yeah, there's going to be some more to come, isn't there? And, I, and we have, you know, and it's great when Oprah just keeps dropping the little bits just to continue everybody's interest.
0: There's another power play. Laura, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.